Let's turn to Exodus chapter 12. Just going to read a couple of verses and uh, it'll be a chapter that many of you will know well and I'll be referring to some other verses in it. Exodus chapter 12, reading uh, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year unto you. Let's read verse 2 again. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year unto you. And we do trust that God will bless the public reading of his own precious and fallible and errant and inspired work to our hearts here this afternoon. What a year 1992 was. I don't know how many of you can remember uh, back to 1992. I know some of you will. Some of you perhaps weren't even born. Uh, some were possibly just toddlers. Uh, I can remember because I remember something that was said about the year 1992. It was an awful year for the royal family. Uh, the Queen's second son, uh, Prince Andrew, his marriage uh, with uh, his wife Sarah, it ended on the 19th of March. Then her daughter, uh, Princess Anne, she separated from her husband, Mark Phillips, in April of that year. It was in that year that Princess uh, Diana, the Princess of Wales, uh, published a book, or was uh, certainly quoted uh, in a book, talked about her marriage problems uh, to Prince Charles. Then when we got to the end of the year, November, uh, there was the great fire at Windsor Castle, one of the Queen's official residence. Indeed, uh, some would even suggest one of her favourite residence. And so it was a, an awful year for the royal family. The Queen, of course, is on record of saying uh, that it was an anus horribilis. In other words, it was a horrible year. Maybe some people would look upon 2020 has been a horrible year, an annus horribilis, one of these years in which so many things that we take, took for granted didn't happen. Things happened that we never would have expected that we would see in our own lifetime. We could be selfish, we could talk about things that happened in the church and how we've been affected in so many ways with restrictions and regulations and advice, but of course it has affected all of society. Family life has been affected. Financial security for some has been affected. Physical well-being, of course, has been affected. And many people, uh, I could see it uh, coming up on social media and many of the newspapers were saying they just couldn't wait to see the end of 2020. But of course there has been some blessings as well in 2020. Uh, I have to say the drive-in church for us has been a blessing. I hope it has been a blessing for you. These are things that perhaps wouldn't have happened uh, without uh, what has been going on. Our outreach via uh, our various uh, media outlets, sermon audio and Zoom and uh, various ways, that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for the restrictions. And we've been able, no doubt, to reach many people that we never ordinarily would have reached with the good news of the gospel. Maybe 2020 has been a good year for you. Maybe it's a year in which you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your own and personal saviour. 
Uh, maybe that has been a very special year for you. It's been special for some couples who've got married. It's been special because of the birth of little ones into our family. I've told you before, we uh, are now grandparents, my wife and I. And so 2020, in spite of all of the problems, uh, had many blessings as well. And we thank the Lord for that. But I wonder, as we come to 2021, have you entered 21 without the sun? I'm not talking about S-U-N. I'm talking about S-O-N, the Son of God. Will you continue through 2021 without the Son? What difference does it make? Does it really matter? Well, John tells us in 1 John 5 verse 12, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So this book tells me without the Son you have no life. With the Son, you have life. And so I'm asking the question again. Have you entered 21 without the Son? Will you continue through 2021 without the Son? Without the Lord Jesus Christ being your Savior, being your Lord, being the one that you can come to and turn to, the one that you're leaning upon, the one that you're depending upon, not only for 2021, but indeed for all of eternity. We've read some verses here this afternoon. Exodus chapter 12 is the famous Passover chapter. It explains very much the introduction of the Passover for Israel and how it would become a commemoration for them right throughout the generations. It's very easy when you come to a passage like that to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Purgeon used to tell about an old minister listening to a young preacher and the young preacher had preached his heart out and he, he asked the old minister how did he do and he said well you didn't do that well he says what do you mean I didn't do well he says you never got them to Jesus Christ well he said look Jesus Christ is not in the passage he said young man every little village in London every every little village in England every hamlet every town every city has a way that leads to London and he says, when I'm studying the Word of God or looking at a text, I always look for something that will bring me to Christ. Something that will bring me to Christ. When we come to this passage concerning the Passover, well, we don't have to strain it too much to find Christ. Indeed, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7, even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Let's throw out a few thoughts here this afternoon as we think of this chapter and particularly the first two verses because they're very appropriate for today. You know, this was a new start. The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. This verse shows us how important this event is for Israel. It marked a turning point. Indeed, it marked a, a new calendar for them. You know, we have a calendar divided into B.C. and A.D., before Christ and in the year of our Lord. Uh, but, you know, their calendar would now be divided before Passover and after Passover. This would mark a new beginning. This would mark a new start. You see, Israel had been in bondage. Israel had been slaves in Egypt. Uh, they had been held under the, uh, the whip of Pharaoh. But now they had been set free. Now they were set gloriously free. And you know, this was a new start for them. This was a new year. This was a new beginning. You know, this is exactly 
what we want for you here this afternoon. Wouldn't it be wonderful on the first Sunday in this new year for you to find a new start, for you to have a new beginning, for you to have new life, for you to have new birth, for you to be born again of the Spirit of God, for you to be set free just like those in Israel. John 8 verse 32 tells us, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8 verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. You see, if you don't have the Son as your Savior, this book tells us that you're in bondage. Indeed, you're in slavery. You may not feel a slave. But Romans 6 verse 17 uh, talks about being a servant of sin. Those who are not saved are servants of sin. You may feel you're in control. You may feel that you're the boss, you're in charge. But listen, you're a servant to sin. That's why you're not saved. That's why you've never trusted Christ. You've wanted to. You've felt you needed to. There's times perhaps when you were close, but you're still without Christ. And you're still without hope because you're a servant to sin. You're a slave to sin. Old sin has become your master. But listen, here's the good news. You can be set free. You know, this was going to be a new year for them. It's like the old would disappear. That's exactly what happens when you come to Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Our sins are gone. The past is wiped out. As far as the east is from the west, so far will he remove our transgressions from us. No longer are we under sin. No longer are we under condemnation. Will you take the Son for 21? Will you make him your Savior? What a start this would be to this new year. What a start for you, no matter what will happen in 2021. This will be a happy year for you. This will be a glorious year. This will be a blessed year if you start the year with Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, I want to talk first of all about the new start. If you're not saved, you need a new start. You need the new birth. You need a new life. You need to come to Christ and you need to come to Him this afternoon. You see the new start. And then you read about a needful sacrifice. Of course, Exodus 12 was all about the, uh, the Passover lamb. Exodus 12 verse 3, Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. This was going to be very personal. Every family would have a lamb. Every individual would have to partake of this lamb. You see, this is a personal choice for you. It's not something your mum or dad can do for you. It's not something your wife or husband can do for you. This is something you have to do for yourself. It's a personal lamb. You know, it was a pure lamb. This was no ordinary lamb. We're told your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. This was going to be a spotless lamb. Of course, we're told that Jesus Christ was the lamb without blemish and without spot. This was going to be a strong lamb. This lamb would be a male of the first year. It would be in the prime of its life. Jesus Christ was crucified in the prime of his life. Can you see the picture develop? Through this lamb, a spotless lamb, a strong lamb, it was going to be a scrutinized lamb. This lamb would be taken and it would be observed 
from the 10th day until the 14th day to make sure there were no defects. You know, Christ's life was observed. It was observed by God the Father. And God the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You know, it was even observed by the demons. Do you know what they said? I know thee. Thou art the Holy One of God. You know, it was observed of his enemies. Even Pontius Pilate could say, I have sinned and I have betrayed the innocent blood speaking about Christ. No matter who observed the Lord Jesus Christ could see, he was the sinless, spotless, crimeless, stainless Son of the living God. You see, you have to come personally. No other lamb would do. It had to be a pure lamb. Let me tell you something else about this lamb. Uh, I've just called this some points. Uh, There's something red associated with this lamb. You know what it says? They had to kill it in verse number 6. This spotless lamb, this cuddly lamb, if you like, could do nothing for them. The lamb had to be killed. And Jesus Christ's life could never save you. Jesus Christ's love could never save you. Jesus Christ had to lay down his life on that center cross. His precious blood had to be shed. He's a lamb that was brought to the slaughter. He had to die on that center cross. His precious blood is the only basis for your redemption and for your salvation. Just like Israel, they couldn't have this new beginning. They couldn't have this new start. They couldn't have this new life unless the blood of the Lamb was shed. You can't have it unless you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? That's the only basis for your salvation. You see, here was a needful sacrifice. It's personal You have to come individually. It's pure. Jesus Christ is the only one who can be your Savior. And here are some points read. The blood had to be shed. But you know the blood had to be applied. The fact that the lamb died couldn't save Israel. They had to take the hyssop and they had to apply the blood on the doorposts and the lintels. You see, the blood must be applied for you to be saved. It's not enough for you that Jesus loved you. It's not enough that Jesus died. It's not enough that his precious blood was shed for you personally. You must come as a sinner to Jesus, repenting of your sin and trusting Christ as your Savior. And when you do that, you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. And Christ will take away your sin because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Do you see the similarity? Do you see what I'm trying to get across here this afternoon? You see something red, the blood. Here's something else. They were to rush. You know, it says in verse number 11 that you shall eat it with your loins girded and your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand and you shall eat it in haste. They weren't to dilly-dally. They weren't to hang about. You know, the Egyptians would love to pull them down. The Egyptians would love to have destroyed them. They couldn't sit about. The blood had to be shed. The blood had to be applied. And it had to be done now. Had to be done in haste. Scripture says now 
is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I don't know what 2021 holds. I don't even know what the 4th of January tomorrow holds. I I don't know about tomorrow. I'm sure you don't know about tomorrow either. We don't know what's round the corner. We cannot boast about tomorrow. But listen, if you have Christ as your Savior, He'll take care of your tomorrows. And you'll be able to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Listen, this is not something for you to dilly-dally about. This is not something for you to put on the long finger. This is not for something to you to put in your to-do list. This is something that God's asking you to do today and to do now. Because now is the accepted time. You see something red. The blood had to be shed. You see the rush. They were to do it in haste. You see the reassurance. Here's what the Lord said in verse 13. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's the only way they could be safe. That's the only way they could be sure. Is to make sure they were under the blood. And God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. You won't suffer the judgment of God if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Colossians 1 verse 20 tells us, speaking of Christ, He made peace through the blood of His cross. You know, you can have peace with God if you'll come and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. You'll be able to say, My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin not in part but the whole, is nailed to His cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Wouldn't that be a lovely start to 2021? Are you going to go through 21 without the Son? Or will you take Jesus Christ as your Savior today? You see, the new start, it was a new year. It was a new beginning. It was new life. You see the needed sacrifice. In order for them to have this new life, the blood of the Lamb had to be shed. It had to be applied. You know, if you come and trust Christ, you can have the benefit of that sacrifice that took place on Calvary's cross. Let me say something thirdly, and I've called it a notable sadness. God said in verse 12, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. You know, here's God was going to pour out his judgment upon the land. I wonder, did some of the Egyptians really think this would ever happen? But it did happen. And you know, we're told in Acts 17 that God has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness. Jesus told us, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Here is something that you need to take on board that if you don't come to Christ as your Savior, one day you can face him as your judge. You know, if I had have told you standing here last year, if we had been here, that you know for part of this year you won't be allowed out of your house, you'll not be allowed to go to work, you'll not be allowed to go to Newcastle, Port Royce, Port Stewart. There'll be certain things you'll not be able to buy. There'll be places you can't go, people you can't meet with. You probably would have thought I was mad. And you know, but I'm no prophet. 
And you would be right to question what I would say. God said there was a day of judgment coming. Here's what it says in Exodus uh, chapter 12 verse 29. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Just get those words. It came to pass. When God says it will happen, it will happen. It doesn't matter what I say. God says there is going to be a day of judgment. That judgment day will come. Will you have the Son for 21? Or will you have not the Son for 21? Because with the Son, you'll never face the judgment of God. Without the Son, you're already under the condemnation of God. And that day of judgment is a sure thing for you. Do you see the new start? It was a new year. It was the first month. Here we are in a new year in the first month. Here's an opportunity for you to have a new beginning, to have new life, to have new birth. It's a new start. There was a needed sacrifice. Here's the good news for you. Christ has been to Calvary. Christ has paid the price. He has risen again. Here's the notable sadness. The day of judgment fell upon those who weren't under the blood. One day it's going to happen. Sometimes death brings it. Perhaps the return of the Lord will bring it. I I don't know how it will come about, but I know it will come about, and it will come to pass because God said it would. You see the new start. You see the needed sacrifice. You see the notable sadness. Let me finish mentioning the nearness of the Savior. You know, the Lord didn't just set them free. But you know, he was with them because we read in chapter 13 that there was a pillar of fire to lead them at night and there was a pillar of cloud to lead them by the day. That pillar was the presence of God. And God says, I'm going to lead you through the good days. I'm going to lead you through the dark days. And here's what the Lord's saying to you here this afternoon. You come to me. I will be your savior. I'll make you ready for heaven and ready for home. But here's something more. I'll be with you every step of the way in 2021. I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee. He's there to guide us. He's there to be with us. He's there to help us. He's there for a shoulder to lean upon. He's there for a shoulder even to cry upon. He is the good shepherd. And as the psalmist said, he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Christ is the one you need for 21. In all of the uncertainty, here's a certainty for you. You can have Christ as your Savior. You can begin, have a new beginning today on the first Sunday of the first month of this brand new year. You know, it's all about the Lamb. John told us in John 1 verse 29, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. You know in Revelation they're singing about the Lamb of God. Right throughout the scripture it's all about the Lamb. You know here's an interesting thing and I never noticed this before until the other day when I was preparing. It says in Exodus 12 verse 3 they shall take to them every man a lamb. And then in verse 6 ye shall keep it until the 14th day. It seems that the family would bring this lamb into their home. They would become familiar with this lamb. 
if I could say it like this, and this is how John MacArthur puts it, this lamb would become like a friend. And therefore, when that little lamb would be sacrificed, they would understand something of the emotion of what was happening. It wouldn't just be any old lamb. You see, is the Lord Jesus Christ just any old historical figure to you? Is that all he is? Is he just someone that you sing about at Christmas? Is he just someone that you hear people preach about? Is he more to you than that? Do you realize how much he really loved you? Do you realize that he really died? He really suffered? He really paid redemption's price? You know, the Passover lamb had no choice. That lamb was chosen. That lamb was slaughtered. The Lord Jesus Christ willingly went to Calvary and died for you. And here's the question that Jeremiah asked in Lamentations. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow. And I could take that question to the cross. And the Lord Jesus Christ is looking at you. He's on the cross. He's dying in agony and shame. And he looks you straight in the eye. And he says, is it nothing to you? Does the Lamb of God mean nothing to you? Is it just any old lamb? Or like the families in Egypt, did they realize there was something special about this lamb? And they, they understood something of the love of this lamb. Have you got to that point yet? Do you realize who Jesus Christ is? Do you realize he's not some impersonal stranger? He is one who went to Calvary and died that you and I might live. That we might have new life, new beginning, new birth. Was he nothing to you in 2020? Will he be nothing to you in 2020? And 21, will you have the Son for 21? Or will you be without the Son for 21? Maybe even without the Son for all eternity. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. I hope you'll start 21 with the Son as your Savior, the Son of God, who was the Son of Man, who was the Lamb of God, will you take Him as your own and personal Savior? Will you let Him give you this brand new beginning and this brand new year that you might be set free from the slavery and judgment of sin? I hope you will. I hope 21 for you will be the year you'll start with the Son and you'll know Him for all eternity. Let's close in a moment's prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for that time in my life when I realized I was a sinner and I cried out for salvation. And Lord, I thank you for ever reaching down and saving me. Lord, we thank you for the precious blood that has cleansed me from all sin. And Lord, there are many here this afternoon who can say the same thing. But Lord, we are mindful there may be some in this car park without Christ, without hope. And Lord, they've come into 21 without the Son. And Lord, my prayer is that they'll not continue without the Son. But Lord, that they will be born again. 
that they will experience this new start, this new beginning, this new life, this new birth, even today by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, will you grant the saving grace? Uh, Lord, we pray that some, someone who has gathered here without Christ will have the best possible start to this new year because they'll start it as a child of God. And we'll say to God be the glory for it's in and through our Savior's precious name we pray. Amen.